Thank you for having me in the pulpit tonight at the wilderness service. If we haven't met yet, my name's Amanda. I've been a member here at St. John's Cathedral for the past 12 years. I'm a seminarian at Church Divinity School of the Pacific in California. St. John's is my sending parish, and I'm so grateful for your support for my journey and my ministry. I love the theme of metamorphosis that Canon Broderick introduces in our program leaflet. We entered the season with the transformation, transfiguration of Jesus a few weeks ago. And now we have several weeks to grapple with text and talk about change. Broderick gives an excellent definition that metamorphosis can mean one's inward reality matching one's outward appearance. I'm thinking about just how much this caterpillar had to change and give up to become this chrysalis, waiting to become a butterfly, totally reformed and changed. In our first text today, we have a message from God to the prophet Isaiah that God's blessing is inclusive. The kingdom of God means radical hospitality to our community. The reading from Isaiah is likely written as the Hebrew people return from exile. It talks to us as the people return from Babylon. Now God's covenant expands. Salvation is coming for all people. God names groups not previously included in Hebrew law, notably immigrants and Israel's outcasts. We wind up with Isaiah's prophecy because the people of God haven't been doing what is right. They haven't been maintaining justice. They haven't been treating the foreigners and their neighbors well. So the people of God are called to account for their failure and to change. Isaiah 56 talks about the notion that outsiders are fully welcome and gathered. We see God's vision. Keep the doors open and imagine still drawing more and more of God's people into God's blessing. In Isaiah and our gospel text in Matthew, we are being called to change. There's this process of metanoia, another word for change and metamorphosis. Changing one's mind, heart, our way of life, becoming new. I heard a definition of metanoia a while ago that I really appreciate. A change of mind that precedes a change of action. I see this kind of change of mind into a change of action in today's gospel text. First, we have this explanation of the law and how a singular focus on following the law, it doesn't always 
embody the law. The first section of verses of this passage in Matthew is Jesus trying to further explain his understanding of the law to his disciples. First century Jewish theology and discourse talked heavily about the purity of the body and what defiles the body. What makes us impure? Purity to prepare our bodies and ourselves for worship, for God. Acts as simple as washing our hands before we eat. By the way, I am always going to endorse washing your hands before we eat, just so you know. We don't get a long explanation of what's wrong with how people keep the law and the commandments. But we get a hint about what Jesus is upset with this notion of blind guides. There are blind people who are guides to blind people. But if a blind person leads another blind person, they'll both fall into the ditch. Jesus is speaking in a metaphor that the guides, the leaders, don't see their limitations. They don't see their shortcomings. The imagery tells us that Jesus isn't happy with people who create stumbling blocks for others. It's not that the Pharisees he's speaking with are wrong for having a high regard for the law. Jesus sees how they're making religion more burdensome for others. Gatekeeping. Being exclusive. They will both fall into the ditch. Two people in the same circle were limited. The experience is only so much. But expanding our circle and learning from others with different experiences, cultures, and values, that's critical for us seeing more. You perceive more, maybe you don't fall into that ditch, and we have new perspectives. So Jesus is explaining to his disciples, he's talking about us. He's talking about people like us. We are the religious insiders who have twisted a liberating message into something that can create burdens and can exclude others. This is part of what, what I think is happening in the second part of today's gospel when Jesus encounters the Canaanite woman. I know not everyone here knows the Bible well, I can't assume that you realize that encountering Jesus at this moment, it's surprising. Jesus isn't acting as expected when he interacts with the Canaanite woman. Did he just call this woman a dog? Yes, he did. And it's incredibly uncomfortable. This interaction, it's out of character for Jesus and what his ministry it's all about. Something in the narrative is going on here. We hear the oddities and so we look closer at the text. Here's this outsider 
This woman, she wasn't supposed to know. She wasn't supposed to know Jesus. Being a Canaanite in the district of Tyre and Sidon, far from Judea, she knows she's in a marginalized community. But somehow, this Canaanite woman knows about Jesus. Maybe she's heard stories about this miraculous feeding of the 5,000. Maybe she knows Jesus has more blessings to give right now that will come. She has radical faith that help and healing doesn't have to be first for one group and then for another. She embodies a certain kind of faith that we want to hold up. She's challenging privilege. She's challenging the idea that certain people are in and certain people are out. Her dignity as a person, it's never up for a debate. The woman calls out traditions that are at play. She calls out traditions that aren't part of the narrative. She has nerves of steel to respond to Jesus cutting words. She advocates for her daughter, who's sick, possessed. Her daughter needs healing. She needs it now. And there's change. And there's mercy. And the woman's daughter is healed. There's newness in seeing Jesus' ministry in action. What he sees for the future of his ministry, she finds right here and now. The kingdom of God is here now. She's persistent. What God has always been about is received here and now. With this challenging text, one bit of help is to bring the Isaiah text into conversation here, where it says, my house will be known as a house of prayer for all peoples. I will gather still others to those I have already gathered. Jesus is living Isaiah's prophecy to change our hearts. God's promise remains the same for Israel and to be a blessing for everybody else. The expectation is the same. Do what is right. Practice justice. Gather the outcast. Gather the others. That's what shalom looks like. If you're new to this community, this is your first time here tonight. I hope you find some welcome here. You're needed and you're wanted here. If you've called St. John's home for many years, I pray that you are welcomed home again and again. But think about the ways that you can let others in. In our small groups, committees, and our work out in the world. What new people and perspectives are faithfully here with us? They're already here. 
How will our hearts be open to be changed? I pray in this season of metamorphosis here at St. John's, we can think about the disconnect between who we believe God to be and how we use that belief to act in this world. May we be changed to experience our inward reality matching our outward experience. Amen.